Hey ladies, welcome to episode number 32. Today we are talking all about the ins and outs of travel insurance. You are listening to Solo Women Travel Tribe Podcast with your host Zena Jones. Learn, inspire, share and connect with fellow solo women travelers from all over the globe. Hey guys, so today's episode is coming to you, or being recorded rather, from my Airbnb in Lima. So I'm in Peru right now in Lima, and I've got an Airbnb here for the week. So you might notice a few weird noises. I've tried to minimize them as much as possible, (laughs) but there's a lot of buzzing and beeping and road noise and voices. I don't even know where they come from. I promise they're not in my head. They are real people who live very close by. So I am hoping that we will minimize those noises as much as possible while I record this episode. But just so you know, I am recording it on the go. So it could be a little bit different from normal. Anyway, let's go get to it. Today is all about travel insurance. So why should I, you, we, why should anyone take travel insurance? What does it do for us? Is it worth the added cost? What are the hidden things that we need to know? I know all too well the benefits of travel insurance. I've used it, I've claimed on it, and I've seen and heard many horror stories from those who have had it and those who have not taken it. I think of travel insurance, and you've probably heard me say this before, as my safety net. It is there to catch me if I fall, but I hope like hell that I don't need to use it. So why should you take travel insurance? Put simply, you should take it in case something goes wrong. So here's a list of possible scenarios for you. So you get sick before your trip and the doctor tells you that you are not fit to travel. You miss your connecting flight. You have a flight that gets cancelled. You lose your passport or you have it stolen. Your bag doesn't turn up and it's either delayed or it is lost. You get sick or you have an accident. I just want to insert like a little scooter emoji right there. A natural disaster occurs at the destination that you are meant to travel to and it is declared unsafe to travel there. Your mum gets really, really ill and you have to cancel your trip and return home immediately. So all of these things are worst case scenario. Touch wood. Touch wood, they never happen to us. I have personally claimed on travel insurance many times and I wanted to share with you guys a few of my examples. You may have heard these stories before but either way I'm going to share them again. So I was due to travel to Vanuatu for a four day beach break. This was back early last year and I wanted to get some much needed sunshine (laughs) and in the week leading up to my trip The island that I was traveling to was hit with a severe hurricane. 
a state of emergency was declared and the government in New Zealand, where I was living at the time, declared it as unsafe to travel to this destination. So I was able to cancel my trip and claim for all the expenses that I had occurred. This is less the excess for the insurance policy, which was approximately $100. So I got back the cost of my flights and the hotel that I had prepaid for. And then I was able to rebook for much later in the year. And I actually had a fabulous time over the year. I went in November of last year, which would be 2017, and I loved it, and I would definitely go back. Another instance I've got is when I was traveling to Cuba. So I was going to Cuba via LAX and Mexico City. Now, whilst in LA, I had a flight delay of more than three hours. This meant that I then missed my connecting flight from Mexico City into Havana, Cuba. So when I arrived in Mexico City, I had to pay to get on the next available flight, which wasn't until the following morning. Then I had to find a hotel at the airport for that night, and I had to pay for it all. I was able to email my insurance company and let them know, and I kept all of my receipts, And when I eventually got home, I claimed on these costs, less the $100 excess again, and I got all of my money back. Now, that was almost $1,000, so it was a lot of money that I was able to get back, which I was very grateful for. Um, Another example I've got was whilst I was on that same trip in Cuba, I got really, really sick. So I got, I guess, what you would call severe traveler's diarrhea, (laughs) And I couldn't be far away from a toilet. It was really, really bad. Like, I'm talking, I was sweating, I was pale, I couldn't keep any liquid in, like I couldn't keep any water or anything in. It was horrific. I was on a group trip with Intrepid Travel at the time, and there was a few of us who got really sick. And by the time I got to Cancun in Mexico, which was my next destination, I wasn't getting any better, and I had to go and visit... A doctor and that doctor prescribed antibiotics to me um, so that whole experience of visiting the doctor and getting the prescription that set me back a few hundred US dollars and I was able to claim on that expense when I got home and I was super grateful to get my money back so on this note some insurance companies do offer a 24-7 free to call service where they can help you with any medical advice whilst traveling. Now, after getting sick in Cuba, I can for sure see the value in having that option available to you. I had taken a budget version of insurance, and well, that was when I went on that trip to Cuba, and there was no free-to-call service that I could use, but I think I would have greatly appreciated that had it been there. So next I wanted to talk through some of the things that we really need to keep an eye out for when we are purchasing our insurance. Things just to be mindful of. So, oh gosh, I haven't even mentioned to you guys. I have a cold. I don't know if you can tell if I sound all nasally and funny, but yeah, I have a cold. So um, I'm sorry that my voice sounds really funny. I can hear myself talking and I'm like, gosh, 
you sound like you're talking through your nose, but yeah, it's just a cold. So yeah, bear with me. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. So things to keep an eye out for with your travel insurance. So the amount of cover that you have for personal items. For example, if you're taking your laptop and a really valuable camera, does the per item limit cover the cost to replace these? So sometimes it may only be, for example, $500 and your laptop could be worth $2,000. So you'll need to look at increasing the per item limit or buy a more comprehensive policy that increases that limit. All right, are you planning to ride a scooter? If so, check if your policy will cover you. Most policies, as in the majority, will require you to pay a small excess and tick an extra box to be covered for riding scooters as they are such a high as they have such a high rate of accidents or such a high risk that goes with them. And on that topic, most, probably all companies, I'm not sure, but I would guess it would be all companies, will not cover you to ride a scooter if you don't wear a helmet. So be safe, wear the helmet, your life is way more important than trying to look cool. Also, snowboarding, skiing, motorcycling, and other activities along those lines, you need to check as to whether or not they are covered in your policy. Many activities are already included. However, others need to be added, and you will need to pay a little bit more to have cover, just because they are considered slightly higher risk. So make sure you do check that out. All right. So let's talk about what your travel insurance doesn't cover you for. So these things aren't necessarily hidden when you buy your insurance, but sometimes they're not always obvious to us. So I think it's really worth talking about. So firstly, change of mind. If you decide not to go on your trip, or you decide to change the dates because something else has popped up that you want to attend, your insurance will not pay for this. If you change your mind, that is on you. Your insurance will not cover it. Pre-existing medical conditions. Unless it states in your policy that it is covered, or you do a medical assessment and pay extra, it usually is not covered. So always be sure to declare any pre-existing medical conditions when taking out your policy so that you don't get caught out. As mentioned before, high-risk sports activities. So an example that I've got is I'm considering doing the mountain biking on Death Valley Road in Bolivia. This is something that I seriously want to do, but it comes with a lot of risk and most insurance companies will not cover you for it. Other examples of this are things like skydiving, bungee jumping or heli skiing. Make sure to check those out. Okay, so other things your insurance doesn't cover you for. Losses incurred while participating in something illegal or whilst under the influence of drugs. If you do something illegal and stupid, you are not covered for it. 
And if you're going to take drugs and then do something stupid, possibly illegal, you are not covered for it. I think that goes without saying, but I'm going to mention it anyway. (laughs) Okay, losses due to mental or emotional disorders. So, for example, anxiety or depression. That's a really interesting one to point out, and it does come under pre-existing medical conditions that anything considered a mental or emotional disorder is not covered. Um, As to whether or not a medical assessment would allow you to have that covered, I think it's kind of on the fence. You'd need to pursue that. All right, leaving your belongings unattended. If you do that, your insurance company will not cover you for it. Traveling against government advice. Now, that's one I didn't know was in there until I started doing my research. So if your government says it's not safe to travel to, I don't know, Bolivia, for example, that's where I'm off to next. So I'm going to use that as an example. So if my government said it's not safe for me to travel to Bolivia and I went anyway against their advice, my travel insurance would not cover me for that or for anything that happened whilst I was there. Traveling for medical procedures. So this is most, but not all insurance providers. There are a few out there that will cover you for this or for a a certain degree of it, I I think. It's kind of hard to explain. Anywho, so if you are traveling for medical procedures, so for example, if you're going overseas to get medical treatment, maybe you're going to get your teeth done in Thailand or you're going to get your boobs done in Vietnam, whatever it is, definitely do look at exploring your insurance options and just seeing whether or not you are still covered or what you're covered for and what you're not covered for because of your reason for travel. I think that's really important to explore. So natural disasters that begin before you purchase your travel insurance. So just to clarify, if Say, for example, you're going to Bali and there's an earthquake and there's an ash cloud and you're like, oh, shit, might be really hard to get there and I've already paid for this huge trip. I'm going to go and get travel insurance now just in case it all falls through and we can't travel. Uh-uh. Too late. The It's already happened. So you're not covered for it because you should have taken your travel insurance out the minute you booked your trip before you knew that there was any natural disaster happening. And I totally get where they're coming from with this. Natural disasters that begin before you purchase your travel insurance, you're not covered for that because you know it's already an issue. I hope that makes sense when I'm explaining it. So be sure to take out your travel insurance at the time that you book and pay for your trip. Instead of waiting for something to happen and then trying to take it out because you won't necessarily be covered for that. Also, anything for which you lack the required documentation or paper trail. So, keep all of your receipts for any expenses incurred. Ask for letters from the airlines when you lose your bag or have flight delays. Get as much evidence as possible for when you get home and need to make a claim. Don't worry if it's not in English or if it's not in your own language, it doesn't matter. Get as much evidence as you possibly can because it makes claiming for your insurance so, so much easier. Trust me, I have been there. And the more of a paper trail that you have, the better. Okay, 
So in terms of travel insurance costs, this is a really hard one to kind of to, to kind of explain because it will vary hugely. The cost is based on the following things. So it's based on your age, the destination or destinations you are traveling to, your medical history, and whether you have any pre-existing conditions that you wish to cover. If you need to increase your per item limit to cover any valuable things such as jewelry or electronics, additional cover for higher risk activities such as riding a scooter, adding additional cover for a rental car excess, and the level of cover that you wish to get. So when I say the level of cover, whether that be like the budget version or the really comprehensive policy or something in the middle. Okay, so after all that, is travel insurance worth it? To me, the answer is hell yes. I wouldn't own a house without insuring it. I wouldn't buy a nice car without insuring it. So when I travel, I insure myself against anything that might go wrong. I would rather pay a small amount for insurance than get caught out and spend thousands and thousands of dollars when something goes wrong. No, I'm not getting paid any money to talk about this and promote this, but I really hope that it helps to educate you guys and give you the ins and outs of how travel insurance works. All right, my lovelies, that is it from me this week. I am off to explore more of Lima and more of Peru. And I will talk to you again next week. Wishing you all safe and happy travels. Huge love to you all. Take care. Bye-bye. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. If you would like to ask me any questions or give any feedback or comments, pop on over to Solo Woman Travel Tribe. I would love to hear from you guys and connect. Now, if you want to get your hands on my copy of the top five things you need to know as a solo woman traveler, it's not what you think, then head on over to www.solowomantraveltribe.com forward slash download. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are not already a member of our Solo Woman Travel Tribe, then please come and check us out at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Solo Woman Travel Tribe. Thanks again, and I hope to see you over in the group.